I would go back to the classroom where I sat and this this teacher scarred me for life, but I would tell myself, that ain't gonna happen. Welcome to another episode of Letters to My Childhood brought to you by Creative Roots Media. I'm Stacey Talley, and on this podcast, I ask people if they could write a letter to their childhood self, what would it say? On today's episode, I asked my sister, Amanda, what would she write in her letter? And I thought it would be really fun to actually go to the house that we grew up in and, you know, just conversate with her a little bit about what she would say because she owns the house that we grew up in, which I think is so cool. So would you like to hear what I'd have to say? Yes, but I want to tell the listeners that we are sitting in the bedroom that we shared. It's the same room, but now this is her son's room. He's five and it's has bright blue walls with a dark blue accent wall and there's very meticulously drawn sharks and gators on the wall and there's dinosaurs in the room and he's got like a little dreamy time tent on the bed. It's it's really cute. So the big question, if you could write a letter to your childhood self, what would it say? Well, I think that it would say that people aren't horrible. How old? Five. So you need to tell your five-year-old self that. Yes. So what happened at the, five? I would go back to the classroom where I sat and this this teacher scarred me for life, but I would tell myself, it ain't true. That ain't gonna happen. I believe it was watching a teacher paddle a child for, I don't know, I think being late or talking out of turn, something like that. Amanda came home from school that day scared to death. So of course our mom went to the school and mentioned it and that really upset the teacher and it made things a lot worse for Amanda. So get to school and the teacher's like looks at her assistant and she says so guess whose mommy called me today and one time you know she caught she caught me picking my nose because I was five maybe six. Does she still pick her nose though just so you guys know. Sometimes. So anyway, she's like, um, I'm going to go around class to class and have all the students pick their nose and put a booger into um, a wagon. And then we're going to make you eat it. That way you'll never pick your nose again. Clearly that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, because you're still picking your nose. <laughs> so, but I just think that first impressions are a lot and for that to be my first impression of what the school system was going to be like and I feel that she ruined my whole probably up until high school when I really understood that teachers actually really did like me but it was because I was so scared of them that I would just they say jump I say how high do what they say don't don't talk don't talk out of turn don't do this don't do that so I don't know between five and what age would you say that you came, You started to realize that you have a little bit more power than... Five to probably 16. 16. So yeah. between five and 16, what was the feeling when you went to school? Like how, when you say that she ruined your childhood school days from five to 16, like what was it like going pure, to school? 
pure anxiety, 100% scared to death to go to school. Scared to death to meet a new teacher, afraid that I wasn't going to know where I'm going, who's going to yell at me. You know, and it didn't help that they didn't realize till second grade that there is a severe learning disability. So I'm going to classes from first to second. Didn't know how to read, didn't know how to really comprehend what people were saying to me. But I also think that I had an issue really focusing on what they're teaching because I was more focused on getting in trouble. You're worried about all different kinds of things from getting paddled to yelled at or getting lost. And then at 16 in high school, like what was that transition? Like what happened? Well, stability because high school, is a, it's a four-year school. So I was there for four, for four years. So I was 16, I was on my second year. And, you know, I had the same teachers. I had the same, I got lucky my, my four years of high school, I almost had all the same people. So really, it was literally like going from home back to home. Would you say you were shy in school? I feel like shy is an understatement. Like, I just think that I overthink when people are talking because I don't want to say something stupid. So I think that's I, most of America, well, like I, the world. Like I overthink, I overthink, I overthink. And the thing is, like, a lot of times I'll give a right answer. But in my head, my head's telling me, girl, that's, that answer's so wrong. Everybody's going to laugh at you, so don't say it. And then the other person says it, and I'm like, oh, man, I knew that answer, too. But I think <clears throat> a social anxiety is a big, a big part of that, too. That's kind of like we have the same personality, just introverted. So you can deal with the crowd, but only for a certain amount of time. And then you've got to, like, go and recharge somehow. What's weird is sometimes I can dominate a crowd, and then I feel great. And by dominate, I mean, you know, I'm – I don't mind talking to everybody. I don't mind – usually I'm the one cracking the jokes. But if I can't be in control of that environment, then I'm just like, get me out of here. I always have to be in control of my environment where I'm at. Everything happens for a reason. What would be the feeling of the letter that you send to your five-year-old self? Encouragement. Like, don't not do it because you're afraid of it. Just give it a shot. I mean, if people laugh, they laugh. Who cares? And that's how I feel now. So, but I've also become better with my own humor, my own wit that I learned to use it wisely. I have to say that people's comments don't really bother me anymore. The only time they bother me is when I'm not allowed to say anything back. And usually that falls under, you know, working. (laughs) You walk in the back, you throw stuff down. You're like, I quit. No, I don't. Or you leave there swearing that you're not coming back tomorrow. And you're like, you get home, you calm down, you eat. And you're like, I got this. I'll just make tomorrow better. It's fine. I do it every day. (laughs) Your letter to your childhood self is encouragement, hope, and don't be afraid to to do things, to try things. Tell her to turn that teacher in. She shouldn't have been teaching. Even in the 90s. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Letters to My Childhood, brought to you by Creative Roots Media. I'm Stacey Talley, and I can't wait for you to hear the next episode.